It's Ksubasaf Pei Vav, and we're six lines from the top of Pei Vav Amad Aleph, by the two dots, starting with something we mentioned yesterday, Gufa. We saw yesterday that Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said like this, someone who has a Shtarchayv, someone who owed him money, Ruven owed Shimon money, and Shimon has this Shtarchayv, and he sold it to someone else. Now that someone else is now going to be able to collect that loan from Ruven, because he has this Shtarchayv, the Chazar Umachloy. But then, the original Lender who sold the Shtar Chayv, he was Meichel the Chayv. So Machel, Shmuel said it works, and he was Meichel the loan, and now this man who bought the Shtar Chayv, he can't really do anything with it. He can't collect anymore because the original lender was Meichel the loan, and it works. The Mechila is a Mechila, even though he sold the loan to somewhere else, someone else, and therefore the one who bought it is going to be messed over now, and he's not going to be able to collect on that Shtar Chayv. Not only that, but even someone who's Yairishin, this man sold his Shtar Chayv to someone else. He originally had the loan, but he sold it to someone else. Now he died, meaning the original lender died, and now he has a child that's Yerush everything from him. Even his child that was Yerush him can be Michael the loan, and then make the second person who bought the loan lose out. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna Bereder of Yeshua said, If this man is smart, the man who bought the loan, you know that the, the guy who sold you the loan, if he wants to mess you over, he could just be Michael the loan. And they might make a canunia between the two. Maybe he's going to pay him a little bit to be Michael the loan so he could get out cheaper, but we don't want this to happen. So therefore, if you're smart, and you're buying this loan, then mekarkish le zuzi Then before they try to make some kanunya between the two of them, you, the one who bought the shtarchav, the one who bought the loan, you should go and pay the one who you bought, pay the one who is the leivim, meaning the one you're going to be collecting from, pay him a little bit of money in order to write you a new star in your own name, so when the time comes to collect, you could actually collect it before he's meichelet. Now, if you bribe him to write a star for you in your name, tell him, listen, I bought the loan, now you owe me the money, now I'm going to pay you off a little bit, write me a loan, write me a star in my name that I'm going to be able to collect from you, because probably the guy's not going to be Michael, so maybe the guy's going to do it for a little bit of money, but that's just, if he was smart, he'd secure himself just in case he is Michael, he doesn't want to lose out on everything. Amr Amimar. Amimar said about this. Man didain dina de garmi. Whoever, whatever dayan judges dina de garmi. Garmi is, is an indirect hesek. Someone's mazik someone else, but very indirectly. It doesn't have any, any physical value. Like over here, it's very simple. He sold the loan to someone else. Now he went and he was Michael the loan that he sold. So he essentially messed over the person who purchased the shtar from him, who purchased the loan from him. So he damage the other man financially because now this man is not going to be able to collect but it's garmi it's only indirectly because there was nothing actually tangible that he damaged it's more just his ability to collect based off this star and he's not going to be able to use this star to collect that's what he damaged so what what amemer said amemer said about this that if you paskin that we Judge Dina the Garmi, meaning that's considered enough of a Hezek that he's going to have to pay fully 100%. So if a Dayan would judge according to Garmi and he would even consider Garmi 100% a Hezek, then then we're going to force this guy that was Michael alone and he messed over the other one with the star. So we're going to force him to pay. He was Mazik the other one. He caused the other one to take a loss and not be able to collect his loan. So he's going to be able to, he's going to be the one that's going to be Chayyah to pay back this guy who he sold the loan to. He's going to be able, he, he's going to have to pay back the guy 100% whatever he lost out. But man Dina the Garmi, but if a dayan doesn't hold. Whoever are the shittas that don't hold that we judge Dina the Garmi. We don't hold that Garmi is 100% a hezek that you would have to really pay for. Then Magbi Bey, Domain Niyara Alma. Then what are we going to make him pay? We're not going to make him pay what he made the other guy lose out, but really only the amount, the value of the paper, the value of the shtar that he had. He could, because that was the only tangible thing over here. That's not Garmi, that's a physical loss. He sold him a shtar and that shtar was a piece of paper. So the paper has worth, but the, the main worth is the ability the paper has to collect. 
alone. He damaged him in the fact that he loses the paper now because his paper is worthless. He can't do anything with it. But also the main point is that he can't collect with the paper on the loan. So collecting the loan with the paper, that's Garmi. So even if you don't judge Garmi, you're still going to force him to pay the value of the paper itself because that is something tangible. Even if you're not doing dinar the Garmi, it's still something tangible that you made him lose out. Have a Ubde, there was a story like this. And Raphram forced the original person who sold the loan, the Malve, who was Michalit, he forced him to pay back the Lekef, the person he sold it to, everything he caused. Mekik Shul Tami, meaning Kafri Rafram Laravashi. Rafram proved to Ravashi that this was the right thing to do. The Agbi Bekik Shul Tami, just like a man when he buys a piece of wood, a Kshura beam, let's tell me, and he buys it in order to, to inscribe things into the wood. He's very midactic that it's 100% a, a straight piece of wood, a good smooth piece of wood. So, too, that's how much he forced him to pay back every single thing that he made him lose it. He clearly was done, Dina Dagami, and he made the man pay back the person that was Michael, and he caused the man that bought the Shtarch off of him to lose the ability to collect so he made the meicher pay him back every single last dollar that this man lost out we're not gonna we're not gonna have a few gemaras about collecting chayvs bali chayvs and ksubas and when you have both when you have only one amar amemar mishmeder of chamar amemar says in the name of chamar hi man the ikal ksuba si show someone who has on him meaning he owes a ksuba and he owes a loan he has a bal chayv the isle arab isle zuzi and he has land and he has cash he has money so the bal chayv masalkin in lebezuzi it's la lachayv you give the bal chayv the money, the Isham is again in the Arab, but to the woman you give the land. And the reason is, each goes according to the din. The din for Baal he gave cash, so he should get back cash. And the Ksuba, the whole time, what was Mishab to the Ksuba? What was Mishab to the Ksuba? It was the land. So she knows she's getting land for Ksuba, so you're going to give her the land for the Ksuba. Ara, what if you only have one piece of land? And there's not enough. Only to pay one, meaning you only have a piece of land, and it's only enough to pay either the ksuba or the balchayv. So who do you give it to? The balchayv yavinamai. You give it to the balchayv. You give it to the one that you owe money to, not the ksuba sisha. Why the isha loyavinamai? You don't give it to the woman. My time. What's the reason? Yaisurimasha ish right to Lisa isha right to because more than men want to get married, women want to get married, and since a woman wants to get married more than a man does, she is. Not going to be reluctant from marrying men because she's worried that this situation could happen where he's not going to have enough nechassim to pay her ksuba and maybe she's not going to get in her ksuba that, in it, her ksuba in the end of the day. She's not going to go that far to worry about that and not actually get married because a woman wants to get married more than a man wants to get married. You have to see how this stems with the last camera as we saw that we actually incentivize her ksuba because women stop marrying men. But I guess there's a gather where exactly you cut it and you say that at this point already, woman want to get married more than men want to get married and therefore this is not something that would stop them maybe over here because of malve over here the malve is we don't want there's two people we can stop doing if, if you make it really bad for the malve over here and he's not gonna be able to collect before the isha then people might stop lending money that for sure could happen but women and then they, they want to get married so there's less of a swear to say that they're gonna stop getting married because of this reason that this might happen in the end of the day and they're not by, there might not be enough land for Xuba. Is it true that you said in the name of Rava that that someone who borrowed money, he buy, he borrowed cash, and he has land to pay back. He doesn't have really cash. And the Balchayv came and he's demanding to, for him to pay his loan back. And he said to him, go take the land. So is it true that Amrinam Le, we tell him, Zil Zavin At? No, I don't want to deal with selling the land. I lent you money, you give me back money, and therefore take your land, sell the land yourself, the Icy Havli. 
and then go bring me the cash. I Meaning you're the one that has to be Tarek selling your own land, and then bring me the cash. Is it true that we could tell him to do that instead of just giving him the piece of land straight up? He said, No, I never said that. So he said, Emily Okay, so I heard something in your name. So tell me exactly what I heard in your name. So hey, have it. Tell me exactly what happened. So Amrle, he said, The story over there was It was a person that he was, he literally hung his money on a guy. What does that mean? It means a person came to collect his loan from someone and he saw he had money. And this person, said, yeah, I have money here, but it's actually not my money. It's from the guy that lives in our neighborhood, and it's really his money that is by me. And that guy was a very powerful person, or whatever it is. Everyone's scared of him. You don't want to take his money. Not good things could happen if it's actually his, but it probably wasn't his. He was probably just saying that so this guy wouldn't take the guy's money. And therefore, who this man did something and he did something that wasn't really right. He just made up a thing, probably. We're pretty sure that he made up the thing that it's this guy's and it doesn't. It, this money that belongs to the guy, so don't take it when it didn't actually belong to the guy, he just didn't want to pay with his cash. And therefore, since he did Shlaika Hagen, we're going to deal with him not right also. Since he pulled shtick, we're also going to pull shtick and we're going to force him to be the one to sell his own land and deal with it. Although normally someone could pay a malve in land, you could give him land to pay back your loan. Still, this guy, we're going to deal with a little bit differently and we're going to force him to deal with selling the land and then you're going to have to come and pay the cash. According to you, that you say that paying back a loan, meaning you borrowed money, to pay it back to the Malve, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to do that. So what if Amr mitzvah? What if the Loiva says, listen, I know it's a great mitzvah to pay back my loans. I don't want to do a mitzvah. I'm not interested. So my, what's the halacha? Do we force him? Are we going to bring him to Bezden and force him to pay the loan? Are we going to force him to do it? Actively, or he could just say, Listen, this is a mitzvah, and I don't want to do this mitzvah. So, Amalei, so he answered him back, Tanina, it's actually a Mishnah. But the Mishnah says, What are we talking about when we give Malkus the mitzvah's loisase? That's talking about mitzvah's loisase. If someone violates a loisase in a tire, he gets Malkus. Of mitzvah But if someone violates an assay, a pro. A positive commandment, meaning a mitzvah sasek, you go in shaim and lay, I say sukkah may not, I say, like they tell him, go build a sukkah, you're hired to build a sukkah, it's a mitzvah sasek, and he's not building a sukkah, lulav ain't I say, and they tell him, go buy a lulav, shake the lulav, it's sukkah, so you gotta, you gotta, you, you have to do this, it's another mitzvah sasek, and he's not doing it, and he's not doing this thing, what's the halacha? Makinus agitates in Afshe. We give him makas mardis, and we give him such bad makas mardis, we hit him, literally, even Malkus de Araisa, when he, when he, when he goes against a uh, say it's only our boy Malkus, and you don't do it to the point that he dies, but over here, if he violates an assay and he's not doing what he's supposed to do, we we hit him and makasmardas ad until he literally he dies. So therefore, for sure, it's very chamer. And if he doesn't want to do this mitzvah assay of paying back his loan, we will actively force him to pay his loan. Someone says to his wife, "Here, sweetie, this is your maybe not so sweet anymore. This is your get." And it will only work after 30 days. Meaning this is your get and it should be chal in 30 days and you will, be, you will be divorced with this get in 30 days. Then she went. And she placed it on the side of Rosh Hashanah. So Mao, what exactly is La'alacha? Is that considered the Tzidah Rosh Hashanah? Is that considered? We know when 30 days kicks in, she should technically need to have that get in her, in her rishos in order to be kind of that get. That get should kick in since it's her, in her rishos. When 30 days come, she's going to be divorced. But now she went and she placed it in Tzidah Rosh Hashanah. So when 30 days comes, it, it's not exactly in her rishos to be chal right now. So what's La'alacha? Is she divorced or not? So I'm going to leave Chizda answering him back. 
that in Megarashas, she is not divorced since at the time that the 30 days was up, it was not in her Rishos, Midrav Shmuel. Midrav Shmuel. You know how I know this from something that Rav and Shmuel both said. Rav Shmuel, Damit they both said, And back to our Sugya, that the only time a Bachayv can be Toifis Metaltalin from Yisoyimim, really, from a guy that died, but he left over Metaltalin, so you obviously can't take any Metaltalin that are in the Rishos of the Yisoyimim. But if he has Metaltalin that are not in the Rishos of the Yisoyimim, meaning Mushet Tiburin, Tiburin, Menachem, Rishos Aram, it's wrapped up in Rishos Aram, sitting in Rishos Aram, then you can go and take it. It's either Rishos Aram, Rishos Aram, So what do we see? We see something in place in the Rishos Aram is not considered in the Rishos of the Bailam. So, so to over here, the get, if it's going to be placed in the Rishos Aram at the time, at the time that it's supposed to be chal in 30 days, then it's not considered in her rishos, and therefore it's not going to be chal, and she's not going to be divorced. But see the rishos ram, and even though we hear it's not really rishos ram, it's the side of rishos ram we said she placed it. So, still, see the rishos ram, rishos ram, I mean, the side of rishos ram, just like rishos ram itself. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Adarava, we should say the exact opposite. Migureshes, she should be divorced, and it should work, even though she placed in rishos rabim, and see the rishos ram, and it was there after the 30 days. Why mean the Rav Nachman? From something Rav Nachman said, we should say the opposite of that she should be divorced. I'm Rav Nachman because Rav we saw this already. Someone says to his friend, I'm selling you a cow. You want it, you know, you know what? Do the Meshicha. When you buy the cow, you need to make a Kenyan. So I'm giving you the cow. You want to make the Kenyan. Do the Kenyan now. Do the Kenyan Meshicha. Pull the para now. But you're only going to own it after 30 days. So can you do that? Can you give him a cow? And the Meshicha he's going to do is today. But the Kenyan, the fact that he owns it is only going to kick it in another 30 days. So is that going to work? So Rav Nachman said, it works. Even in 30 days, if it's not in his Rishus at all. Even if this cow is standing in an Agam after 30 days. Since you already did the Meshicha 30 days ago. And it's supposed to kick in today after 30 days. It's going to be Kona and it works. Says the Gemara, my love, I know Agam, I know Tzidur, it's just Ramen. Isn't an Agam a random swamp that the cow is in after 30 days and we see it still works? Wouldn't that have the same thing as Tzidur, it's Ramen? That even if this get is in Tzidur, it's Ramen after 30 days, since it was in the beginning of the 30 days, she had it, even though it's standing in Tzidur, it's Ramen, this get, it should still be considered enough like it's in her, it's and it should kick in. Says the Gemara, no, you're assuming it's the same thing. Agam is one thing and Agam is considered like it's in his Rishos. It's not 100% considered like but see the Rishos Rabbin, that already is considered already like Rishos Rabbin, and that's why it's not in a Rishos, and we can say, there are those that bring this exchange down, the exact opposite. That Omar Leh, where Rishos answered him first, was the opposite tomorrow. What our first in the first Lashon, what we brought as the Gemara's question, it should be the opposite from something Rav Nachman said. In this version of the Gemara, he brings it down as the first thing he answered him, actually. That Igadamri Amrle, he answered back, or Chizda, you want to know what happens in that case? If someone divorces his wife and says, this is your get it, she'll only kick in after 30 days, and at that point she already put in Sida Rishis she says, Megureshis, the get works, not Ina Megureshis, like he said before. The get actually works, it kicks in after 30 days, even though she placed in Sida Rishis How do we know that? I mean, Rav Nachman, from what Rav Nachman said, meaning Rav Nachman said about the para, you didn't now, then it was an Agam, and therefore, just like we see over there, it works. So, to be here, where she put in Tzidur Shazarabim after 30 days, it's still going to work for Tzidur Shazarabim, Ke Agam Domi. Because Tzidur Shazarabim, where she placed the get, is just like the Agam, and just like the Paro, even though it was in the Agam, it was in the swamp. After the 30 days, since he already did the Mashiach in the beginning of the 30 days, and since this man already gave her the get in the beginning of the 30 days, the Agam is just like the Tzidur Shazarabim Domi, and therefore, it's going to be Mugoresh, says the Gemara. Now, the opposite. Adder Rabba, I'll ask you the opposite question that any Mugoresh shouldn't be divorced. Why Midrav Shmuel? From what Rav and Shmuel said that 
that it's placed in Rosh Hashanah. And we saw from there that something placed in Rosh Hashanah is not considered in the Rosh Hashanah. The Bible so my not in Rosh Hashanah, and the Rosh Hashanah is in Rosh Hashanah, and see the Rosh Hashanah, the same thing, that it's not going to be considered in her Rosh Hashanah, and therefore she should not be considered divorced when the 30 days kicks in, says the Gemara. Again, we're just working with this other Lashon of the Gemara. We'll just tell you that it's not the same necessarily. Rosh Hashanah is one thing, and if it's in real Rosh Hashanah, and then it's considered like it's not enough in Rosh Hashanah to divorce her. But if it's in see the Rosh Hashanah, then not necessarily, and we could say that maybe it's still considered enough in her Rosh that she is going to be divorced. Zokt, the next mission. Someone who appoints his wife to be his storekeeper. He owns a store, he makes her a cashier. Or he appointed her an apotropis over all his nachasim. He put her in charge of everything. He could force her to make a shvua that she didn't misdirect any funds and she did everything accordingly. She didn't take any extras here and there. He could make her make a shvua whenever he wants her. But Lezra says not only if she's in charge of his businesses can he, can he make her make a shvua whenever he wants, but even for regular household things, even for her her send there her wool that she spins even on the dough that she makes he can make her swear and he can make her make a shvua whenever she wants even on household items even on household and yonims he can make her make a shvua that she didn't take any extras Rebelezer that said he could even make her make a shvua that she didn't take any extra household items is he saying Gilgo that she could only that he can only make her make a shvua on those household items if he's already making her make a shvua on the apotropis part or the chenvani part the, uh, about the real things. If she, once she's allowed to make her make a shvua, once he's allowed to make her, force her to give a shvua about the business of things when she's directing his businesses and his store. So once she's already making a shvua about that, Rebeleza says, Ali de Gilgo, we roll it over. And since she's making a shvua anyway, he could force her to make a shvua about regular household items also. Or is Rebeleza saying that he could even make her make a shvua regularly about household items as a, as a standalone thing? We know there's an Indian of Gilgo shvua. Sometimes uh, for one thing, you wouldn't be able to make her make a shvua about that one thing. But since she's making a shvua about something else, you can make her make a shvua about also. So is that Rebeleza saying that you can make her swear about not taking extra dough once she's already swearing about business? ideas or leave in the chatchilo. He's saying one man can make his wife swear that she didn't do any, she didn't take any anything extra from regular household things like making the dough. So what exactly do Rebbe mean when he said that? They said to Rebbe a person can't live with a snake in a little box, meaning it's inevitable that it's going to bite him. And therefore we're telling you that he can't, they said to Rebbe the Chacham said to Rebbe that he can't be her that about household items. He can't just make her Swear. This is why they argue over Lezer. He can't just make her swear about regular household things because that that's already too much. A person, a man, is always going to make his wife swear. She can't live with a snake. That's considered like he's a snake. She can't live with a snake in the same box. He's always making her make a shmuah about this, a shmuah about that, and therefore he can't make her make a shmuah about. Regular, regular household things. Like Mara says, okay, yeah, if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Lezer meant this lechatchila that he can make her go and and make a shmuah about regular household things, then I understand. Then Shapir, I understand what the Chacham are answering back. No, he can't do that because in Adam Darim Nachash B'Chaviva Eli Amit Al Gate I did Google. But if you're going to tell me Rebbe only allows him to force her to make a shvua about regular household things once she's already making a shvua about other things, then Then what do you mean? Why does she care? She's already in business. She's already making a shvua about the business. So while you're there, make a shvua also about the house. What what does she care already? Why should the Svara of Ein Adam Darim Nachash B'Chaviva apply here also? Says the Gemara Amalei because she could still say him came in the Kedaikis Basroi Kulei Hai Lemetzin Since you're being so mendaic with me, you're literally like a... 
you're getting really, really nitty gritty in every single penny that I'm spending here and there. I'm not interested in this. I don't want to be married to you. And I'm not interested in living with you. And therefore, even Ali Day Gogo, it's not really right. And she could still say that she's not interested in living with him. So in, in, in Echonami, it's not necessarily a riot to what her blazer meant. Tashmal trying to make another riot. Harish like put their system in another Mishnah This is going to come more clear in tomorrow's daf in the beginning of the next Mishnah that he didn't make a Shvua. He didn't, he didn't potter his wife from a Shvua. He didn't say like, I'm never going to make you make a Shvua. There's a type of thing he could say, I'm never going to make you make a Shvua. He didn't say that. He didn't do that. And therefore he has the ability to still make her make a Shvua. Then he, like our case, he made her his storekeeper. He made her in charge of all the businesses. He could force her to make a Shvua anytime that he wants. If he didn't make her in charge of any businesses, he didn't make her the storekeeper, he didn't make her the apotropis, he cannot make her make a shua about other random things like household items. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar comes along and says, Even though he didn't appoint her over any business, he could still force her to make a shua. Anytime he wants, he could force her to make a shua, even about regular, even about regular household items. Because there's no woman that was never in charge of something of her husband's. She was never in charge of, of her husband's inyanim, meaning at least the tzemer she's weaving and the dough she's baking in her house. There was no woman that was never in apotropos over that at least, and therefore you can always force her to make a shvua. So clearly we see here, and first of all, I just finished it, but I saw they answered back, No, he can't force her to make a shvua about regular household items because a person can't live with a snake. He's too crazy about this. She's not interested, and therefore he doesn't have the right to force her to make a shvua. Well, what do we see here? Clearly, we see from the Baisa, we clearly see that Belezer holds clearly that she, he can force her to make a shvua about regular household items, even lechatchilo. Not only Ali de Gogo, once she's already making a shvua about something else, but even lechatchilo, a man can force his wife, according to Belezer, to make a shvua about regular household things.